a really great way of actually learning Bible verses. There's a great guy called Colin Buchanan who has a whole album called Bar Bar Do Bar Bar. The only way that I really remember Bible verses, and especially where they come from, is through songs. And so we've been learning this verse. And it's a really great verse to learn because it pretty much tells us whatever you're doing, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him, him being Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ is a really important statement in this verse because it's really telling us, well, what is actually the character of God? What is Jesus like? And that's what we should be like. And if we're going to actually follow Jesus, we need to follow in his footsteps and we need to follow who he is and what his character is actually is a really good indication of who he is and gives us a really good picture of what we actually should be doing. So if you don't know this verse... Colossians 3.17, really good verse to learn and to memorise, but even more importantly than memorising a verse, it's actually to put it into action, to actually do what it says. I would much rather do what God says than actually memorise the whole Bible and be able to tell you the whole Bible. Be good if you can do both. But if you have to pick, following is much more important than knowing. But knowing helps us to follow. So it goes hand in hand. But in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ... Today, I want to talk about a characteristic of Jesus that is very close to me. And when this topic is mentioned, and those who know me well will go, oh, yes, of course, you're going to have chosen this one. I actually sort of semi didn't choose it, but anyway. And that is this statement here that we read about Jesus all the time. Jesus was moved with compassion. The number of times in the Gospels that it actually says that Jesus was moved in, with compassion, or those kind of words, is actually quite... Me- like there's quite a few. But even more so, every time you actually see Jesus interacting with people, you can see the compassion that he has. This is what compassion is. Compassion is so much more than a simple feeling of empathy or care. If that's all we think it is, then we've lost what compassion is really about. It is based on the Latin root of the word, meaning that The meaning of compassion is to suffer with. The meaning of compassion is to recognise the suffering of others. So that's the first point, actually recognising that someone is in need. But this is the second part. Then take action to help. To say you have compassion and do nothing with it is actually not compassion. That's just empathy. And empathy is good. You need to have empathy. But empathy is actually the first step to compassion. And Jesus didn't just have empathy. If he did, this is what he would have done. Oh, he saw the crowd that was hungry. He had empathy for them and thought, yes, I know what it's like to be hungry. I'm really sorry that you guys feel hungry. The end of the story. But Jesus recognised the crowd was hungry and had empathy for them and said, boy, these guys must be so hungry. They've been with me for so long. Hey, what can I do about this? His empathy actually caused him to action, and that's what compassion is. Compassion is actually having, doing the action behind the empathy. So to simply follow Jesus, we must be compassionate. We have no choice in the matter. If we want to follow Jesus, we have to be compassionate, because he was. It's part of his nature, so it needs to actually be part of our nature. It should actually be something that defines us. Compassion, the action 
of actually empathising with people, loving people. Not just saying it with our words, but actually doing it. Like the verse said, whatever you do, not whatever you think, not whatever you tell someone, but whatever you do, it's a doing word, it's a verb. I think I got that right, English, yeah? I haven't got the Love is a Verb song, Kelly just um, from DC Talk, but it's a really good song if you like 90s music, but that's ageing me. But anyhow, it has to actually be part of who we are and how we actually operate. So who should we actually be compassionate to? And who should you show compassion to? Really simple. Who did Jesus show compassion to? Because who Jesus showed compassion to gives us an understanding of who we should show compassion to. So let's have a brief look as to who Jesus showed compassion to. Now, what I wanted to do was to be able to jump on Google and type in people Jesus showed compassion to, and they would give me a list and I would just, you know, print that list, put it on here and show you all. But there actually wasn't one. So I had to actually go through the Bible and like look at all the people he interacted with and gave you a list. So this is not an extensive list. I pretty much went through Matthew and went, ah, uh, that pretty much fills the page. Let me... And I miss some people too, I'm sure. But this gives you an overview of the type of people that Jesus actually showed compassion to. Fishermen, people with leprosy, Pharisees, people who were blind, the teachers of the law, soldiers, old people, kings, women, tax collectors, people who were paralysed, the dead, the demon-possessed, children, crowds, the mute, religious people, families, women who were bleeding, Samaritans, rich, young, prostitutes, fathers, mothers, lame, adulterous criminals, high priests, cripples. And as I said, the list could go on. And the thing that we see when we look at who Jesus showed compassion to is really simple. He didn't actually discriminate. Jesus showed compassion to every kind of person. And so that's a really simple thing for us to know, is that if Jesus showed compassion to every kind of person, we cannot discriminate either. Now, I don't want to get political, but... And Dr. Phil will say, when you say but, just forget what you said beforehand. But, as I said but before, there's people in this country who are actually being discriminated against based and not shown compassion based on the country that they live in. It's that simple. And so we as Christians should be saying and should be living a life that says it doesn't matter what country you come from. It doesn't matter what religion you have. It doesn't matter if you are crippled. It doesn't matter if you're rich doesn't matter if you're poor. It doesn't matter who you actually are. I will show compassion to you. Because that's what Jesus did. Even the Pharisees, who had a lot to say about how mean the Pharisees were, he actually had compassion on the Pharisees. And so for us to say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to have compassion on you, is not actually the way that Jesus lived and shouldn't be the way that we live. Matt's old boss whenever he um, would raise money for things, he would say, I'm only giving money to animals because people can look after themselves. So animals are helpless and they can't look after themselves and so we can give money to animal you know, societies, people that look after animals. But people, they can get a job, they can do it themselves, they don't actually need any help. This is my confession. I actually said the opposite to... Orion and Jenny, when we were deciding who we would raise money for in kids' church, I said, I don't want to give money to animal societies. People need them. <laughs> um, but the fact is that 
we all probably have people that we think, I don't need to show compassion to them. It may be people that uh, have done illegal things. But we know Jesus, but whereas he was dying, showed compassion to someone who was dying right next to him and dying because he had committed a crime. That sometimes we think, oh, the rich, I don't need to be compassionate. That's more my way I go. I go, oh, people who are rich, people who have it all together, I don't need to show compassion to them because they've got it all together. They don't need my help. Oh, those who are poor and destitute, those are the ones I should show compassion to. Well, that is actually incorrect too because Jesus didn't discriminate. He showed compassion to everybody. And we, if we're going to follow Jesus, need to do the same. We cannot discriminate as to who deserves our compassion and who doesn't because Jesus didn't do that. Jesus didn't even do that, even though he knew that some people weren't even going to follow him. He still had compassion on people. He didn't just have compassion on people who went, Jesus, you're fantastic, I'm committing my life to you. He had compassion on people who walked away sad because they couldn't do what Jesus said. He still showed them compassion. Now, the Pharisees did not like this. And throughout his ministry, Jesus violated many of the Pharisaical oral laws, okay? So he mixed freely with tax collectors and sinners, making him unceremoniously unclean. He ate and drank with sinful people and was called a glutton and a drunkard. He broke their Sabbath by laws by healing people and gleaning corn to eat. He forgave people's sins, which to the Pharisees was blasphemy. He ate with unceremoniously clean hands. This is also what the Pharisees did. In Matthew, it tells us, while Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw that, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? The sad thing is, I think we've all done that. We've all been a Pharisee. Sometimes in our head, and maybe not out loud, but we've all sometimes gone, why on earth are you hanging around with that person? Why are you showing them compassion? They're not even reciprocating it. They're just so needy. They keep on just taking and taking and taking. They never give. There's so many other more worthy people. Just like the Pharisees, we question who people show compassion to. This is what Jesus says to the Pharisees. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spice, mint, dill and cumin, but you've neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy and faithfulness. You should have practised the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guiles, you strain out of a gnat but swallow a camel. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of your cup and dish, but inside you are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees, first clean the outside of the cup and dish, and then the out- inside of the cup of dish, and then the outside will also be clean. We so don't want to be the Pharisees. They were the religious people. They were the people that knew everything, but the way that they decided to act it out was to nitpick and to say, oh, no, you shouldn't show compassion to them. Oh, Jesus, you shouldn't heal someone because it's the Sabbath. Someone's in pain, and the Pharisees are more concerned about their laws than actually people. They wanted to look good and wanted to be seen to be doing the right things, but their motives were all about themselves. And if we are people who pick and choose who we show compassion to, 
we are no better than the Pharisees who say stuff with our mouth, but our lives don't actually match up. That we want to look good, but if we actually discriminate against people and do not show compassion to every kind of person, then Jesus will say the same thing to us. Woe to you, you religious people who know all this stuff, but your lives don't actually match up. What on earth are you doing? That's not the way it should be. Because Jesus didn't discriminate. And if we are going to be simply following him, we need to do the same. We need to make sure that our compassion is not dictated by the other person, but it's dictated by what God wants us to do. God wants us to show compassion. So I will show compassion even if you throw it back in my face. I will show compassion even if it means no difference to you whatsoever. I will show compassion even if you do not deserve it. Like if being deserving was what God said, if you're deserving, I will show you grace and mercy and compassion. None of us would be shown grace and mercy and compassion. It's that simple. So he is a picture of a whole lot of people. It's not, again, not everybody, but he's a whole lot of different range of people that God wants us to show compassion to. But do you know what happens? If we go, okay, God wants me to show, show compassion to every kind of person and then to not discriminate, we go, it's all too hard. It's all too hard. There's too many. And the internet doesn't help us and the world doesn't help us. And it was much easier in Jesus' time because they didn't know how many people were in the world. They only knew the people that were in their city. They didn't even know sometimes who lived in the next city. But we know people that we don't even never met that we can find out about who we should show compassion to. So it's all too much. But Jesus didn't do everything for everyone. And I think this is the point that God pointed out to me this week that I think is so important. When Jesus was on earth, he actually did not feed everybody, even everybody that he walked past. He's walking in a crowd to Jairus' daughter and there's a whole crowd of people. Now, in a whole crowd of people, there would have been needs. There would have been people in there that needed and wanted Jesus to actually do a miracle for them. But he only did a miracle for one person who happened to reach out and touch his cloak. She's been bleeding for 12 years. She touches him. Not a good thing to do because he's, she's now made him unclean, but Jesus doesn't care. Jesus turns around and goes, boy, power's just come out of you. You are healed. A miracle happens. I've shown you compassion. Fantastic. And keeps on going. He doesn't stop and say, okay, the rest of you, who needs a miracle? Put your hand up and let me do it for you. He didn't do everything for everybody. And I think knowing that is actually a really freeing thing for us. Because if Jesus didn't do everything for everybody, it means we don't have to either. And I think sometimes when it comes to compassion especially, we say, yes, I want to be compassionate. Yes, I know Jesus was compassionate. Oh, who do I be compassionate to? Oh, no, I don't know. It's all too much. It's better to do nothing. I'll just sit here and, not, and do nothing. Because if I start, where do I end? And who do I start with? And I don't even know where to start, so it's better not to even go there. So yes, compassion is something that we want to do, something that we all know about, is something that we do every now and then, but it's not our nature to be compassionate because it's just too hard, because there's just too many people and it's just too much. But because compassion is part of Jesus' nature, it actually needs to be part of our nature too. Not just something that we do every now and then, but something that we actually are. We are compassionate. Most of you know I like to read books. 
And this is a book that I read when I was about um, maybe like 15 or 16. And I was driving this week on the Monash um, on Thursday night to go to a course that I'm doing. And I'm thinking about my sermon and what I'm going to do and all this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, this part of this book comes into my mind that I read when I was 15, that I know my sister has, because it's her book. And I'm heading to like five minutes from my sister's house and she lives 40 minutes away from me. So I'm like, great God. So I ring my sister and I say, I don't know what book it is, but in one of your books, there's a book that says this kind of thing. And do you think you still have it? And she goes, that doesn't even ring a bell. I don't know what you're talking about. So I'll come over afterwards. So at like quarter to 10, I rock up at her place and I go through her books and she's like, I think these ones suit and I found exactly what I was looking for because I even knew where it was in the book. So anyway, that's a whole long story just to say, I want to read this to you because when I read this, it really impacted me and I think it fits to what God actually wants us to do when it comes to compassion. And not just compassion, but lots of things as well, but compassion particularly. And what happens in the story, I won't tell you the whole story because you can just read it yourself. But this person's, a, uh, this person's a, um, a minister in a small church and he writes his sermons. And every time he writes his sermons, he gives it to his wife to read and to give some feedback before he gives it. So in the story, she's reading his sermon. Does that make sense? So I'm going to read you his sermon, but it's not that long, don't worry. So this is what it says. It's called Little Things. What is in your hand, Moses? Only a rod, a shepherd's rod, a simple tool, a disposable tool. God the Almighty, all-powerful, maker of heaven and earth, was asking for a simple shepherd's tool. And oh my, what he did with it. What do we have to feed the multitudes? Christ asked his disciples. Just a boy's simple lunch. But with that simple lunch, a multitude of people were fed, sustained and satisfied. What if the boy had held back what he had, knowing full well that it wasn't enough? Who will face the enemy, the Philistines? We have here a lad with a sling and five little stones. That was the answer. Did the people laugh? The enemy certainly did. But not for long. I come in the name of the Lord, cried David. Was that enough? A lad, a little sling and tiny stones. But with God, it was enough. What if he'd been unwilling to use them for the Lord? What is it that you have to offer? Great things? Do you have great talents, great abilities, great goodness, great compassion? If you do... You stand alone. If you do, God might not need you. He might not be able to use you. That is, until you realise that your greatest abilities are small. So very small in comparison to all that God is. But God does not ask for greatness, for strength or even for goodness. Now our goodness is as filthy rags to him. Our talents and our abilities are weak and feeble compared to our God. You see, the secret is not who we are or what we are, but in who he is, in who our God that we're serving is, in our dedication to Jesus. 
in turning over all that we are to be used for him. That is the secret. It's not whether you have got 10 talents or five talents or one talent, but are you willing to simply follow Jesus? Are you willing to let him make use of that little thing? He only asks for us as he's created us to see what he's put before us and allow him to do big things with our little. That's what it's about. Who has God put before you? And do what you can. That is the nature of a passionate person that doesn't get overwhelmed by everything but realises when there's someone in front of you, you have empathy for them, you have compassion for them, and you do what you can. And then you do that again, and then you do that again, and then you do that again, and on and on and on. It's not about being so overwhelmed that we do nothing. It's not about thinking that we have to be everything to everybody because we don't. But just think about it. If every one of us in this room just did the little that God put before us, the difference that that would make. There's a story that gets told a lot about a little boy who sees some starfish on the side of the road and he like throws in a starfish and he throws in a starfish and more starfish comes in day after day. And someone's watching this boy and they say to him, what's the point? What are you doing? Why are you throwing your starfish back in? Look at how many more are coming. You're not making a big difference. And he says, yeah, but I made a difference to that one. And that is the attitude that God wants us to have that I will do what God puts before me. I will be compassionate to anybody because he is compassionate. But that doesn't mean I have to be compassionate to everybody, but I should have a nature that says, whoever is before me, I will be compassionate to them. And compassion is about showing grace and mercy even when it's not deserved. It's about being compassionate even when they don't say thank you. And it's about being compassionate. If God puts that person in front of you again, and this is what I find hard, I don't mind the first time that God puts someone in front of me and I'm compassionate towards them. But then if that same person comes up again and again and again, and I'm like, oh God, they're not even thankful for what's happening here. There's no change. Like There's no difference. Like, what's the point? The point is we are being disciples of Jesus. And if we're going to follow him, we need to be compassionate to whoever he puts in front of us no matter how many times and no matter what it is, not for their sake, but because of the God that we serve. And what God does that is so cool is he takes the little that we do and he actually makes something of that. And I'm sure each one of us has stories of someone that was compassionate towards us. And what they thought was just nothing turned out to be something. Because sometimes it only takes someone just actually smiling and saying, hey, how are you going? I want to listen to you and I want to really listen to you that actually can make a difference in someone's life. God actually tells us in the Bible, do not like look down on the little things because it's not actually about the little things, it's about our great God. And because of how great our God is, our little can be used for his glory because whatever we do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And compassion is something that is all over the character of Jesus. 
It's all part of his nature. As I said, you just need to read the Gospels and look, not even just for when they say he was compassionate, but just the way that he treated everybody that he came in contact with. Our God is a compassionate God. Think about your own life and the compassion he shows towards us. And if we want to follow Jesus, the simple thing for us to do is to go, whoever God puts in front of me, I will do what I can. And then when whoever God puts in front of me, I will do what I can. Because I want my nature to be compassionate and compassionate not just be something that I just do and tick a box and say, fantastic, yay, we've been compassionate in kids' church because we've just raised some money for kids for Operation Hope and then we've done our bid for compassion and we can tick the box and we can forget about it. If we want to follow Jesus and be like him, he was compassionate all the time to every different person who ever was put in front of him and we need to do the same. Make sense? Does anybody want to try, who is over the age of 12, to say the memory verse? Does anybody want to try and tell me what Colossians 3.17 says? Okay, is everybody listening? Because this is a fantastic verse. Give it to us. Whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to the Father through him. Fantastic. And I, know, and I know we didn't focus on the last part, but the last part is really important too, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Because that's what it's about. It's not about saying, oh, even having thanks. Oh, Tanya, you're so compassionate. I go, oh, yes, I am. Isn't that great? It's so good that you think I'm all compassionate. That's not what it's about. I'm compassionate because my Father in heaven is compassionate. And that's the only reason that we can be compassionate, truly compassionate. It's not out of ourselves and not out of striving, but like Sally said, The closer we come to our Father, the more we become like him, and so the more compassionate that we actually should become because he is compassionate. So do what is in front of you. Don't get overwhelmed. Whatever comes in front of you, do what you can. Be compassionate by nature and not just see it as an act that we just tick off and say, fantastic, I've been compassionate for the week and now I can just forget about it. God, I just want to thank you that you are a compassionate God that you showed us compassion, you showed me compassion, God. And we want to follow you. We want to be um, your disciples and your followers, God. And so I pray for each one of us that you will help our natures to become more compassionate. That we will have empathy, God. We'll be able to empathise where people are coming from. We'll be able to see the struggles and the needs that people have, God. And when we see, it won't just end there, but we'll be moved to actually do something about it, God. So help us, Lord, to see things the way that you see things. And thanks, God, that when we do our little bit, that you do the rest, God. Amen.